everybody, I'm Dave Lane. We want to welcome you to the Parent Pause. I know that parenting can be difficult, and so I'm excited to be able to be here to encourage you in your journey as a parent. I'm also excited to be joined by my amazing co-host, Emma Smith, who happens to be my daughter. And we're going to talk about parenting, and I'm going to be coming from the perspective of a parent. And Emma's going to be sharing some things from the perspective of my child. And so we're going to share some times where I did it well, and sometimes where I fell short. Because we all know this, that parenting isn't perfection. And there is no perfect parent. So, we hope this encourages you. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to today's episode. We are so happy that you are here. Uh, my name is Emma and I'm here with um, Dave Lane. Dave Lane, right here. Um, my dad and yeah, welcome to the episode. And we've been talking about uh, love-centered parenting. I had a little brain freeze there. <laughs> and we talked last time about the first thing we need to talk, do is we need to lean in and love. Right. So not just love but lean in. Mm-hmm. And we said, when our kids are driving us nuts, the last thing we want to do is we, we want to lean in. Right. But we look at the example of God and we realize that he leaned in mm-hmm. to the point where he actually indwells us now mm-hmm. because love happens within close proximity. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the second thing. And it's this idea that if we want to uh, have love-centered parenting, we have to listen well. Mm-hmm. Now, on a scale of one to ten, Emma, how would you rank yourself? How would you rank your listening skills? One being not so good, ten being like you're an incredible listener. I think it depends on the day. <laughs> okay. So right now, what would you say? Right now. Today, I would say, let's say a five. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, is that well, low? I that, don't know. Well, it's right in the middle. You can't. And uh, what would your husband say? I don't even know. Okay, what we won't, we won't go there. All right. Okay, now here, I'm going to be a little vulnerable with you, Emma. So, as a mm. parent, okay, how would you rank my listening skills? Hmm. Okay, the silence isn't. Um, <laughs> we're I saying, would say. We're saying five? Sure. Let's, let's go with that. No, you're saying that. that. No, be honest. What would you think? <laughs> I think would about back say... to your kid, like. Back when we were kids, yeah, I would say that there were times where you were not so hot at it. There is not, there is, there were seasons where. So I'm saying like a three, like two, four. There you go. Okay, we'll go four. Okay, <laughs> even though it could be a three. No, and I and I'll be honest with you, listening was not something I did well. Your mom was an amazing listener. Yeah, I was not, and I was told that many times. And the thing we have to realize is listening is actually really hard. Mm. Uh, I read this. I read this statistic a few years ago. I thought it was pretty interesting. Is that we actually think twenty times faster than we speak. Mm. So as someone is speaking to you, you are thinking things through twenty times faster. And so there's no way they can keep up with you. And so to stay on track and to actually focus is really hard without your mind wandering. Right. Now, let me ask you this question, Emma. Why is listening to our kids so important for us as parents? Why is that a crucial thing? Because you work with young people. Right. You have a degree in child and youth uh, care. Care. That's yep. what I was going to say. <laughs> and so what, from your from your experience and your training, why is that so important? Yeah, I would say that it gives 
um, a young person value, mm-hmm. right? It gives them safety, okay. security, um, and shows that they are actually like cared enough about to be listened to, mm. right? So it does give this aspect of of love and shows this mm. young person that they are loved and valued. Yeah. And so do you find that the more you listen to a child, the more vulnerable they're going to become? Because yeah. the way you interact the first time, what actually what actually does, it, it allows for a vulnerability, but it also develops trust. 100%. Because they're like, this is a safe person. Yeah. They're going to truly listen to me yeah. and not just write me off. So I want to come back because they listen. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the book talked about this idea that there's there's two kinds of, of parenting we kind of bounce between. We have relational-based parenting versus rule-based parenting. Hmm. And the difference is this, is relational, we walk with our kids as opposed to correcting our kids. Because hmm. it's so easy for us as parents to go, okay, you need to change this, 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 and this. Right. And we can do it without even listening. Hmm. Like you think about many times where you guys would do something... And even before you would even get to explain yourself, I'd be telling you, okay, you need to correct this and correct this, correct this. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I wasn't so focused on building a relationship. I was more focused on changing a behavior. Right. Because what you did, I didn't like. Right. I didn't care why you did it. I just wanted that to change. Yeah. And so what I did is I was more legalistic in the way I came to it as opposed to loving. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is, I think, which I thought was really good, is five keys mm-hmm. to listening well. And some of these, I got to be honest with you, Emma, I wish I would have known this when when you were kids because I know, I know I was a bad listener. Like that, that's <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to defend myself on that one. But there were things, if I would have known this, I I may have changed things. And the first thing that really convicted me was this first key is listen to the mundane details. Hmm. Because what appears mundane to us is not mundane to them. Yeah, it's huge. Right? And I would say, especially if you're if you're a parent of young kids... Because I remember there were many times, especially Bob, he would say the same thing over and over and over and over again. And by the 15th time, I'm like, okay, I've heard this. But instead, I didn't step back and go, okay, so why has he said this 15 times? Right. That must be important. Yeah. Like if he's going to say it 15 times, instead of saying, okay, this is the 15th time, I don't want to hear it again. Right. Right. Because in that mundane stuff, that's where a lot of things happen that we miss. Yeah. I know like mom was really good at this. Um, listening to like our little details, right? The mm. things that happened in our day that didn't really seem exciting to her, but were exciting to us mm. or like listening us, listening to us work through a problem in our head out loud. Mm-hmm. And it might've been annoying or frustrating yep. at times, but she would sit and she would just listen and yeah. she wouldn't cut us off. She would just listen. Um, and I remember as a kid knowing that I could come home and talk to her. Right. Mm. And knowing that she would hear me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I do think that's so crucial um, in your kids' development is to listen to the day to day things, even yeah. when they're little. And stuff that you may think, like, I think the thing is, even because, even though it's mundane to me, right. It doesn't mean it's mundane to you. Like, even if your kids are coming to you and talking about their action figures or their Barbie dolls, yeah. to them, that's their world. And they yeah. want to share that with you because they love you. Yeah. 
right? They want you to hear what excites them because they're like, I want mom and dad to know this because I love them. And so it comes out of a place of love from them. And so when you respond and blowing it off, they're like, well, but this is, this is important to me. And I want to share it because you're important to me. Yeah. Right. And so see that as a parent hearing that from a kid, it's like, oh, Right. right. And yeah. there was a quote from the book that kind of cut me to the core. It said this, if you are too busy to listen to your kids when they are young, they will stop trying to share things with you when they're older. It's true. Yeah. Because trust is developed over hours of listening to our kids when they are younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I want to say this after I said this, because I know there could be some parents out there, parents of teenagers like myself who didn't know this. Right. And they're like, is it too late? And I think it's never too late to stop li- to start listening. Mm-hmm. But I think it means that you need to actually come to the point where you say, you know what? I didn't listen to you well. Mm-hmm. And you need to forgive me because I've just discovered how important this really is. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to what we've talked about in past episodes, right? The whole idea of, of asking for forgiveness in the spaces that you need to ask for forgiveness for. And yeah, a child's response to that, like being real with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 100%. That's good. And I'll read this too. Relationships are developed by showing up consistently mm-hmm. in the good and the bad, the monumental and the boring. Yeah, because there are going to be things that your kids are going to talk about that you have no interest in. But I like what you said. They're important things to our kids. Yeah. And the reason they're coming to us is because we're important to them. Yeah. And so having that perspective really helps. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the next thing we're going to say here, Emma, is, is we need to uh, listen to the mundane details. But another thing is this, is be available. Mm-hmm. And you said this, the fact that our kids want to talk to us. Mm-hmm is actually a privilege. Yeah. And so what that means is we have to prioritize it, even if it means rearranging our schedule, mm-hmm. right? Because that can be a difficult thing to do. But like you said, and you said this in the last episode too, it's a season. And that's the thing, right? It is a season that at some point in time will no longer be there. And so what are you going to do with that season? Yeah. Because it's not there forever. No. And so... As quickly as it'll pass, we need to cherish every moment. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting too, some of the unplanned conversations, which uh, most of these are unplanned conversations. So what Mm -hmm. that does mean is it means it's going to be inconvenient Mm -hmm. and it's going to require sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Now, I do realize that there are times where your kid wants to have a conversation and you just can't do it. Right. Okay. And what I would say there is simply what you need to do is identify it. As important. Mm, yes, 100%. So like, you know, I hear what you're saying. This is an important conversation, but I need to go here. But let's set up a time where we can actually talk about when I get back and right. then don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. Or even saying like, because this is important to you, I want to make sure that I can give you my full attention. Yeah. And I can't give that to you right now because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So let's make sure that we plan a time after yeah. after school or after work or yeah. or after this thing so we can actually have an intentional conversation because I yeah. want to hear about what you are saying. Yeah. Now, in saying that, I would say those situations are very few and far between. Yeah. The majority of the time, if we're being honest as parents, we can make the sacrifice. Mm. We just choose not to mm. because it's inconvenient right. or we're distracted or there's things we'd rather do. Mm-hmm. than have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But being available is so important. 
because it teaches our kids that they need to be available for others. Yeah. And those others may be us. Right. Like I'm always reminded of that song, The Cat's in the Cradle. Hmm. Right. I think I've shared this before, but, you know, the dad never made time for his son. Right. So his dad got old and wanted some time with his son and his son never made time for him. Yeah. And so we're teaching principles here that we need to make sure that uh, that we, we understand. And so we shouldn't focus on parenting perfectly, but just rather showing up mm-hmm. when we can. Right. All right. So be available. The first one was listen to the mundane details. Here's one that's very interesting that I think a lot of parents get caught up in is let them express their emotions. Okay, so you have a kid that is freaking out. What would you do as a parent? Most parents would do what? Tell them to stop. Deal with the behavior. Right. Right. It's so easy to become focused on the expression of their emotions, and we kind of miss what they're actually trying to say. Because what we want to do, and I'm guilty of it, is we want to correct behavior without listening. Right. And when we do that, what is the danger of doing that? I think, like, speaking as a child in a situation where, like, those emotions were shoved off, mm-hmm. right, it makes you want to clam up more. Yeah. And so the next time that you have those emotions, you're not even going to share them because they weren't actually acknowledged. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I think there's a difference between, like, someone purposely disrespect like yep. like there's things that need to be addressed yeah. when it's inappropriate behavior oh, yeah. but even within that inappropriate behavior you can still address those things mm. but also acknowledge okay why is this happening yeah. and i would agree with you i think we need to focus on but we get so focused on the behavior that we right. don't ask okay so yeah. what's going on underneath it like and so behind? when we correct without listening because mm. i'm not saying we don't correct behavior right but we correct it listening mm-hmm. because if we do without listening what that does is it shuts down the lines of communication. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, kids feel that they can't share when they're really hurting. And you as a parent aren't actually getting to the root issue, yeah. right? Like unless you're actually listening yeah. and willing to hear your child out on why they reacted the way they did, yeah. you're not actually getting to the root issue yeah. at all. And so we need to create a, a safe place where our kids feel safe expressing their frustrations to us Mm -hmm. because it's interesting in the book it talked about this that feelings aren't good or bad Hmm. it's how we act on them yeah feelings do need to come out and we also need to realize this that our kids are learning to regulate their emotions yeah they can't regulate them the way we can and i think sometimes we expect them to behave a certain way that they're not able to behave like because they don't know how to do it yeah Right, they need to have a safe place to express their emotions. Our job is to help them, help them regulate, help them like hand- teach yeah. them how to do that. How do I handle my emotions in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. Because it said in the book that kids often express how they are feeling through actions and attitudes, and not necessarily words, because mm-hmm. they don't know how to use their words. Mm-hmm. And so, as a parent, as they react that way, we do correct. But we also listen, but we want to help our kids learn to use their words instead of their behavior. Mm. And the book said this, which I thought was interesting. The best way to do it is through our example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and this is what we need to realize as parents too, is where do our kids learn to behave the way they do? Mm 
right? Something happens to us, we fly off the handle. We may not have a temper tantrum, right. but if we fly off the handle and they're watching us, yeah, they're going to assume that's the way it is. Yeah. Right? Well, especially with little kids, right? Like oh, they, yeah. they are watching how to relate to the world by how you relate to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so, I would even say like for me growing up, like I have certain things that I will do because I learned it from you. Or I learned it from mom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whether it's good or bad, I picked up on things from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good point because I, I think so often it's it's allowing our kids to express their emotions. And it's not about not correcting, but it's about listening and helping them deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're helping them to become better. Right? So uh, the fourth one is this, is be a student of our kids. Hmm. And so we always need to be realizing that parenting isn't cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, the way we we parented you, their principles are the like their principles that are yeah. that are same. But the way we communicated those the principles were totally different between you and Bobby. Right. And so we had to watch and actually become a student because every kid is wired differently. Mm-hmm. And there's no cookie cutter, there's no mold. Nope. And the only way that is done is to spend time with our kids. Yeah. Learning right. who they are, right, as individual. Yeah, and watching them. Mm-hmm. And that one's pretty self-explanatory. The last one, let me just go through the first one. So we have listen to the mundane details, be available, uh, let them express their emotions, be a student of our kids. Mm-hmm. And this one is really interesting, too, is basically get professional help when needed. Mm-hmm. Right? And if that means as a parent, you need help right? so you can listen well, yeah, or you need someone else to listen to your kids to give another perspective, both are really good things. Now, the issue is it's a very humbling thing mm. because when you bring in outside help, what we tend to do is we tend to think it's a reflection on our parenting. Right. And so a lot of parents, like I remember when, when, uh, when you guys went for counseling at times, I was like, yeah. man, that's a reflection on me as a dad mm. because I should be able to handle this. But what I quickly realized is out voice, outside voices help us. Yeah. And it's it's the whole idea of like you need a village, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not just an isolating thing to raise a child. Yeah. There are supports on the outside that can be helpful yeah. and they're not shameful things. They're yeah. just supports that can be yeah. put in place to better support your family and help like with success yeah. in certain areas. Yeah. What's well, interesting in 2020, I went to my, I went through my burnout. I went right. to counseling for the very first time. Yeah. Very humbling thing. You know, I thought it didn't need it, mm-hmm. but as I took it, I realized something that, man, not only did I become a better person, but right. I became a better parent, a better husband. Yeah. You know, and I learned to listen better. Mm. And I wish, you know, even as a as a young parent, I would have done that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I also think that like counseling can help with understanding how you work and why you may mm. react the way that you react to things. Yeah. And then also you you're more aware yeah. of how you react. Right. Yeah. Self-awareness is a huge thing. Yeah, for sure. And I wish I would have known that more as a parent. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have known that when you guys were reacting, 
that I would have seen deeper than just your emotional outbursts. And right. I never did. Right. I got, yeah. I got caught up in that instead of saying, okay, or why is, you know, Bobby talking about this on the 16th time? Mm-hmm. Is there something more here? Mm-hmm. And so listening well, if we want to have a love-centered parenting, listening well is crucial. And what we've said today is this, is there's five keys the book talks about. Listen to the mundane details. Be available. Uh, let them express their emotions become a student of our kids and get professional help mm-hmm. when needed. Mm-hmm. So listening well, lean in and love, listen well, and the next time we'll deal with the third one. So that is it for this time. Thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again. Bye, guys. Bye.